Welcome, coaches, to another episode of Coach's Corner, PTR's podcast series. My name is Brian Parkinen, and I'll be your host for today's episode. We're thrilled to have you joining us. To our PTR members, a huge thank you for your continued support from all of us at headquarters. If you're not currently a PTR member, we'd love to have you join the PTR family. Jump on over to ptrtennis.org to learn more about membership opportunities. All right, coaches. Today we're diving into such an important topic that has long-term positive impacts to the future of our sport. Joining us today is Adam Ford and Scott Hambeck. Adam has earned his bachelor's in communication studies and was recognized as one of Racket Sports Industry Magazine's 30 Under 30 Professionals. A PTR, USPTA, and USTA high-performance coach, Adam was formerly the head men's and women's tennis coach before becoming the director of professional tennis management at Hope. Adam has worked at Hope College since 2006. Scott currently serves as the director of the professional tennis management program at Methodist University. A veteran of the tennis industry, Scott has served in many roles during his tennis career. Roles that include tennis directors at private clubs and resorts, college tennis coach, community tennis association president, USTA referee, as well as club owner. Scott has coached 69 players who went on to play collegiate tennis, including two NCAA Division I singles champions. A PTR, USPTA, and USTA high-performance coach, Scott has earned a bachelor's in business administration, as well as his master's in curriculum development, as well as instruction. Let's dive into the PTM programs. Today is a very special episode. We're talking about the PTM programs, and, and we have two of the best PTM directors that are out there joining us today, uh, between Scott Hambeck and Adam Ford. We're, we're so excited to have both of you joining us today. Uh, welcome, guys, and appreciate you taking the time, especially when we're uh, approaching the holiday weekend. Yeah, thank Absolutely. you so much for having us. Definitely. No, it's uh, as I mentioned, this is a very important topic uh, to the industry as a whole and, and, and how the PTM programs can really help drive the future of our next generation of coaches. And, and we wanted to take just a little bit of time with both of you today to explore the PTM programs, uh, look at how coaches that are currently in the club setting can help to really drive and, and be a feeder stream to these PTM programs and, and just looking at really what's it all about. So without further ado, Adam, I'm gonna throw the first question to you. And can you just give us an overview of the PTM programs for coaches that may not be as aware of, of what the PTM program really is? Can you just give us an overview of the PTM programs? Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, for the PTM programs, basically what we're here for is, is when a student graduates from a PTM program, it, it's basically a launching pad for them. We've, we've given them through their four years of experience at, at our colleges, our PTM programs. Um, some are two years, some are four years, but when they're done, they basically have all the tools necessary to go and actually, you know, be a certified tennis professional. Um, and so it's kind of a, while you're at college, um, you know, kind of giving you a, a head start from everybody. I mean, my, myself, I, you know, picked up tennis, teaching tennis later on, and I had to go through all the certifications and everything like that. And if, if I would have known about a PTM program, but it kind of gives you that almost that launching pad, that head start uh, into the tennis industry. 
No, excellent on that one. And that, that's where it's, you know, talking to so many individuals that have, have really attended and, and, and completed the <clears throat> PTM programs. That seems to be really the, the resounding uh, uh, same similarities that are coming out from, from everyone that's attended the PTM program is I felt like I had such a head start over anybody else that was entering just from all the preparation and all the experiencing, experiences and the networking that I was able to, to have while going through the PTM program. You know, with that in mind, Scott, can you talk to us a little bit about, you know, as a PTM director, who are the right individuals? Who do you really want to have um, looking at the PTM program? And, and who is, if you had your perfect target audience, who is that and who would you like to speak to um, to really attract into the PTM program? Well, I think that there's a lot of people you speak to, you know, whether it's the, the current teaching professionals that are out there at clubs. Um, I've actually gone and spoken at several of the showcases, the college showcases, uh, where they're re actually recruiting high school students to go play on the college teams, uh, where you're talking to the, uh, the players and the parents directly. Um, you know, I, I think a long time ago, I say a long time ago, you know, 20, 30 years ago, uh, there was actually a requirement. You had to be a 4-0 tennis player, and, you know, we were wanting to make sure that they had the playing ability side. And, you know, nowadays what we're finding at Methodist is, you know, you get players of all levels and, and people that are looking to find different ways into the industry. Uh, it's not just about being on court and, and being a certified pro at a club. Uh, we have several students that are pursuing positions with Wilson Sporting Goods. Uh, either in the sales force and we've got one wanting to do product development as an engineer. Um, we have another person who's wanting to be in the retail side uh, of the tennis business. So, you know, we're finding that we're, we're starting to get students that um, because of the connections and because of the networking, it's not just about being on the court. Um, and, and so we're, I think that uh, it's a much more diverse and broad um, target that we're looking for nowadays. Yeah, yeah, and that's such an important point, Scott. You know, and I think that is a common misconception about the PTM programs, right? Is that it's it's only available if, for an on-court career, but the reality is, is you know, the tennis industry is 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 very broad, and and the types of careers that it has available within the industry, and the PTM programs prepare you for anything, not just on the court, but it can be anywhere within the industry. And I think that's such an important point to to really hit home. No, I, I agree. I think it's, uh, uh, and each of the PTM programs kind of have their own niche. Uh, you know, for example, with us, we're in the School of Business at Methodist. So we have a, a, a focus on the business side, although we do have individuals who are majoring in education or um, uh, engineering or, or other areas as well. Uh, and I know, uh, you know, Adam up at Hope, they, you know, they have kind of their niche that they're looking at. Um, I think it was kinesiology, and I think they broaden it to to have other areas as well. So, um, you know, it's, it, I think there's just so many different opportunities. It's not just about being on the court. And, it, you know, I know at least with our program, that's what we're trying to broaden and, and attract. Yeah. And that, that, that's what makes this so exciting is just, it's for, for, for both of you on this. And I think you, you would both agree. It's, it's an ever evolving curriculum and, and staying on the, the cutting edge of the latest and the greatest of, of really what's out there. And that's what these students are, are, are receiving when they're attending any of the PTM programs. You know, Adam, jumping forward on this, and, and this is an interesting question because, you know, while we're in workshops and a, a lot of times we have some, some younger coaches that are attending our PTR workshops and they're, 
they're training to, to help on court and, and be volunteer assistants. But one of the questions that, that I've received quite a bit is, you know, I've heard a little bit about these PTM programs, but what should I expect? What's a day in the life of a PTM student? What, what does the, the, the college career really look like for a PTM student? Can you kind of give us a, you know, a day in the life of a PTM student? Yeah, uh, I, and I, I think it goes back to kind of what Scott was saying, too, is that they're all kind of unique, right? We all kind of have our own niche. So, you know, if you come to Hope College, we, we really do drive home the on-court experience. Um, being able to be in front of a crowd and, and present a drill and demo a drill and run a class. And, you know, if, if like what Scott was saying, if, if you're going to be working for Wilson, you might be doing demo days where you need to be able to organize large groups and, and be able to speak in front of um, you know, big groups of people. And so that's kind of our, our thing that we drive home. And so we have about, you know, four hours a, a week um, that they're going to be on court in addition to their just normal class load. So it doesn't sound like a lot, um, but with the class load at Hope and everything, it, it is quite a bit, you know, to, to add in four extra hours on top of your normal class load. Um, and, and so, and maybe Scott, Scott can talk about what, what it would be like at Methodist, but for us, it's just kind of, you know, you have your, your normal class load, and then in the evenings you're teaching, um, you know, maybe for that semester, you're teaching all uh, red ball. Yeah, and then the next semester, you're kind of focusing on adult beginners. And then the next semester, you're focusing on private lessons. So we kind of dive into one uh, category or one demographic for a semester. And then we kind of, um, you know, do we'll, we'll still have weekly meetings and stuff like that, where I'm going to be talking with them one on one and trying to guide them along the way and doing online modules and, and everything. So it's not just the four, the four hours a week. Um, there's other things that they're doing as well. Um, but for us, it's kind of the, you know, you're a college student and then this is kind of added on top. Um, and so it's just a couple extra hours of a week uh, of a commitment. Um, but, but yeah, we, we, I think our program is, is kind of unique in that aspect. Um, but, but hey, it works for us, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you know, what's been really great to see Adam and uh, Scott, I know you all are doing some of the same things as, as well as some of the other PTM programs that are out there, but it, it's just been fascinating to, to sit back and watch, you know, you have the on-campus experience and, and I know both of you are organizing activities even outside of the campus to really broaden the overall experience that these students have had. You know, Adam, I don't know if you can speak a little bit to this, but I know you know, it seems like it's an annual event where you're taking some of the students down to the national campus and getting them involved with, you know, some of the big hitters on, on, on the campus and, and getting them exposure on the business side, the teaching side, the education side. I know there was a group that was down at the Miami Open last year. It's, it's just interesting to, to, to see, too. It's taking them not just necessarily at the campus, but giving them the, those real world experiences outside within the industry. Yeah, and, and this goes, again, right back to what Scott was talking about with, I mean, you don't just have to be on court. Um, so when we go down to these uh, trips, we usually do two trips a year. Um, and obviously with everything currently with the COVID situation, it's, it's probably not going to happen this year, but we're hoping for next year. Um, but we go to the U.S. Open and we do fan week and we'll meet with um, you know, Whitney Kraft, who's, who's helping run the tournament. We'll meet with, uh, if Brian's there, we're going to meet with Brian. Uh, we're going to meet with, with anybody who's, who's, um, 
you know, kind of influential in the tennis industry. Uh, Cy uh, from Wilson uh, is there at the um, at the Wilson booth, uh, you know, running that. And so we'll meet with him and then we'll meet with Eric Seifert, uh, who's, you know, stringing rackets for the top 10 in the world, uh, those kind of things. And then we'll take another trip uh, in December. We'll take it down to the national campus where we'll meet with Scott Schultz and Steve Keller and, and all these heavy hitters in the, in the industry. Um, and, and we'll, it's great. I mean, we'll just have like randomly the other, the other time we were talking with David, uh, David Ramos and he, all of a sudden, Kathy Rinaldi comes in and starts talking with us, you know, because there, you know, there's a Fed Cup match in a couple of weeks and Ramos has to get uh, some footage to her or something like that. So it's just really a great experience for, for the kids and it, it kind of gets them out there where they can kind of see the path of, of a lot of these uh people that are high up in the USTA or working for Wilson or, you know, working at the racket bar at the national campus. And so, um, you know, most of them, what we found is that they started out teaching tennis and then they kind of branched off. Um, you know, it wasn't that they're just like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, start running adult tennis for the entire nation, you know, at the USTA, it's, it's usually a path, right? So, um, but those trips kind of get them to meet those, those people and maybe, you know, kind of, uh, get an experience that they wouldn't normally get. Um, you know, unless they were, you know, at, at the national campus or at the U.S. Open. So, Adam, yeah. we, we get off the court because we get older, okay? You haven't reached that point yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you'll get there one day. It's starting. <laughs> it's already starting. <laughs> <laughs> um, like Adam said, you know, it's, it's about the experiences. You know, we're fortunate to have the Winston-Salem Open in North Carolina. So, you know, we take our kids to that every year. We've actually had um, several of our students who actually work for the, uh, the tournament during the week of the tournament. Uh, which is great. Um, and, you know, it's, it's about those kind of experiences. It's about traveling to the national campus. It's about having the on-campus workshops that we do where, you know, we get the, uh, you know, Scott McCulloch, who's the VP of Cliff Drysdale Tennis, will do a presentation on, on a topic or, um, you know, Craig Jones will come in from USTA. And, uh, you know, it, it's about all those different experiences. And it's not just about the PTM classroom classes or on-court classes. Uh, it's about gaining the experience through the internships. It's about the connections and the networking and, and you know, being a part of the industry. You know, it's, it, I think that's what Adam's trying to say is, you know, we try to open their eyes and open the doors to the industry to them that they wouldn't necessarily get if they're, you know, at another college and, and just playing college tennis. No, and, and you raise such a great point there, Scott. And, and, and I'm going to stick with, with you on this one because it is something that, that we need to look at. You know, as an employer, you know, I'm, I'm an owner of a club, a GM, a director, and I'm looking to hire an individual, a well-qualified individual. I think that's such a valuable point is all of these experiences that these individuals have from going through the PTM program. Can you talk a little bit about some of the, the skill sets that they bring to the job market instantly after graduation that you know, may set them, uh, you know, uh, pretty far apart from, say, just a, a collegiate tennis player that, that graduated from school and wants to go into the profession, not going through the PTM program. Sure. I mean, you know, I think the similarities, let's start there. Um, when you talk about the similarity of someone who goes and plays college tennis or, or plays club team tennis on campus, uh, and, you know, they're still probably getting summer jobs in the tennis industry. Uh, which is what, you know, our students tend to do as well. I mean, they're doing internships every summer. Um, you know, we were fortunate this summer that 
uh, we had, uh, I think it was 38 or 39 students. And those 38 or 39 students in looking for internships had 184 different opportunities to choose from. And the great thing is, is those opportunities are, you know, Philadelphia Cricket Club. I mean, you know, it's some of the best facilities around the country. And uh, it's just, it's, those are the type of opportunities that you may not necessarily get if you're going to just a local small private school and, and you know, you don't have those connections. Um, however, I do think our PTM students, because they get those experiences working with some of the best tennis professionals in the industry at some of the best facilities, you know, it definitely gives them a head start. Uh, it gives them a head start over working at, you know, oh, I'm just going to go back to the local racket club that I played at before I went to college. Um, and, and then we also really get into, in our PTM classes, the technical side of teaching and, and the, you know, really helping them to, to master in a class how to teach that may take someone two or three years of, of teaching to figure out. And so, you know, as we all know, you know, there's a basic set of skills as a tennis professional you need to have. And in every job you have, every different facility you work at, you're going to have to kind of tailor them or, or tweak them to be successful at that facility. I think what we do in the PTM programs is we give them such a good base leaving that they don't have to spend two or three or four years working in the industry to develop that base on their own. And, you know, they have the PTM directors and the other people coming in as mentors to really help them do this in a, in a very compact period of time, you know, in four years. So I, I think they're exposed to so much more in those four years that, you know, it may take somebody 10 or 12 years on their own in the industry. Um, you know, because let's face it, if you play college tennis and then get a job, that job may be feeding balls and you don't really have a mentor that's really helping you um, to move forward. Yeah, and it's 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 fascinating the point, and my my ears perked up when you you had mentioned this whole idea of internships because uh, it, it it's another area I'd like to spend a little bit of time on. And I'm just going to lob this one up and uh, send it out to either one of you who which would like to uh, answer this one. But really, the the internship model and, and and you know this speaks really heavily to I think a lot of the parents out there actually on look you know we know our 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 children are going to go away to, to to college and university at some point, but you know, what happens in the summers? Do they just move back home and they're back under mom and dad's roof? But the beauty of the PTM programs, you know, they're getting year in and year out, as you mentioned on this, Scott, some of the best clubs and programs in the country where they're having an opportunity to, to have an internship and have those experiences. Can, can either of you really talk about the structure of the internships? How does that really happen? Um, how are they assisted? Is, are they paid internships? Um, what's really the structure with that? I think with the internships, we get a little bit of everything, right? Um, there was uh, an internship that <clears throat> one of my one of my uh, female students was going to be mentored by somebody at uh, Peter Burwash, um, and so she was going to be uh, having a female mentor that was actually between two of uh, Peter Burwash um, facilities, and they were going to be going from like. Um, Napa Valley, you know, and it, uh, you know, another place that's absolutely beautiful as well. And um, the only problem was, is that there was no housing, right? Or, and, and it was going to be um, not paid, you know, so that was a great opportunity. Awesome. But unfortunately for that student, you know, they needed to make some, some money this summer. So, you know, we kind of get a mix of everything, right? We have these amazing opportunities that sometimes, you know, Hey, if you can, if you can swing it, 
um, hey, we're going to make sure that like uh, we can do everything that we can to, to make that happen. But sometimes it's okay. Uh, we need to find a paid internship. And most of them are paid. Um, wouldn't you say, Scott? No, I, I would definitely say so. I mean, and, you know, and I think it's also talking about the paid internships. It depends on what you're trying to do. You know, if you're going to do an internship for, you know, a district office or section office in the USDA, you're, it's obviously going to be, you know, you're not going to make the same kind of money as if you're working at a club in the Hamptons in New York, you know, as an assistant pro for the summer. Um, so it, there are paid, there are unpaid, there's, there's, you know, a wide variety of options out there. Yeah. And I've got, you know, just to kind of give you an example, I've got one, one student that's working in Colorado making three times what somebody here in Michigan is, is making. And they're both having a great experience, but, you know, just going to, you know, maybe a country club or, uh, you know, a, um, just a, I guess a municipality or whatever. I mean, just got all these different kind of uh, options, you know, like the pay structure might be a little bit different. There might be housing at one, not at another, anything yeah. like that. But, um, you know, that was the right opportunity for um, this female student out in Colorado. Um, whereas like, you know, somebody who is younger, wanted to stay home, what didn't feel comfortable, didn't feel like they were experienced enough, wanted to get a little bit more back at home. And then they'll, you know, kind of hopefully be going to, you know, Colorado next year, or, you know, like Scott said, the Hamptons or something like that, you know, where they, where they can, um, you know, have great experiences and also, you know, get paid doing it too. So. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that we did at Methodist recently in just trying to pair up our interns and their skill sets with the right internship and its requirements is we actually started creating levels in our internship program. Uh, so that way a freshman who maybe doesn't have the same experience level as a rising senior um, you know, we can get them paired in the right situation. You know, we don't, the last thing we want to do is take a freshman who doesn't have a whole lot of experience teaching, uh, maybe hasn't done certain things, and putting them where somebody's expecting them to come in and just kind of, you know, run their summer camp for the summer. Um, and, you know, and usually the freshman wants to have housing, you know, they want to have meals provided, you know, they kind of want that holistic experience where somebody who's a rising senior may feel more comfortable finding an apartment nearby on their own and the housing isn't as big of an issue. So, um, you know, that's one of the things we've tried to do at Methodist is just to kind of pair them a little bit more, um, just to make sure we don't set somebody up for failure and we don't, you know, disappoint a, a facility that's looking for an intern. Well, and I think the the other great point about this that, that both of you bring up and, and just listening to the conversation here is, it, it sounds really much so that these individuals are going to have a great opportunity to, to try different experiences throughout their, their time at, at, within the program. You know, maybe they do try a commercial club, maybe they try a, a country club, maybe a municipality and are, are, are able to see the differences, experience the differences and find really where, you know, where their talents are best fit and what really drives them and, and inspires them to, to, to come into work every day. So is, is, is that correct? And when I'm saying that, cause it really sounds like having that opportunity uh, really just helps them identify where their fit is, you know, upon completion of the program. Absolutely. And we, you know, I, I hope one of our things is that we usually, we require them their freshman year um, to be with us for the summer. We have a, a, a big summer program that we do with a, an academy and then we have a, a 10 and under academy and um, we want them to be with us for the first summer just so that they one feel comfortable 
we can offer half off housing and meals and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, that's kind of, I mean, it's pretty solid base and it's, it's for sure they will, you know, have a job, right? So that's their paid internship for the summer. We encourage that as, as much as possible. But then after that, we do encourage them to go check out a country club, see if they like that. If they can get in with, with a, um, you know, a racket brand uh, and, and be an intern there, you know, working at Wilson or, or Babylon or Head or whatever, if they can do something like that, um, and, and that's what they're interested in. Uh, you know, I have, a, I have one student that wants to really get into to like what you were saying, Scott, you had a student that's going to be working for Wilson. It's like, that's this kid's dream job. He would love that. Um, and so that's what he, we're kind of working towards is one of these summer, one of these summers, he wants to go work for one of those, one of those big companies to, to just experience it and see if that's something that he really does want to do for the, for his, you know, job in the tennis industry. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I really think that we try to encourage them to do something different each summer. Uh, we do have some individuals that they had such a great experience at a club and the club loved them that they want them back. And, you know, we have one individual actually in the mountains of North Carolina that uh, this will be his, uh, uh, I think it's his third time there at the internship. He's done all three internships there. And he's actually going to now take the director spot in three years when the director retires. It's kind of the laid out transition plan. So, you know, what a great opportunity, but, you know, I think for most of them, going in, as you said, seeing different experiences. I know when I worked at a resort, you know, it was such a different experience than working at a private country club. You know, we, we had a philosophy of if you can't change it in 10 swings of the racket, you don't change it because you only had them there for a couple of hours that week. Um, and then at the same time, you have no idea what you're going to have in your daily drills clinic that day. You may have, you know, 10 3-0s and two 4-0s, or you may have you know, 18 people on two courts that you've got to give a workout to. And, you know, I think the thing you learn with resorts is just you've got to be on call and able to do whatever, whenever, however. And um, that's obviously completely different than working at an acad a junior academy, which is different than working at a private country club where you're there to take care of the members no matter what levels they are. And, you know, they're all different experiences. And I think that's one of the great things that people don't realize about tennis and the tennis industry there are so many different ways that you can get involved and in, depending upon what you want to do, even on court, there's so many different, you know, ways to get involved and people to work with. It's so easy to find a niche somewhere. Yeah. And it's, it, it's great now to really kind of bring all this together and, and, and go through, you know, we, we, we went through the overview of the program. We talked about what it's like to be a student, you know, the experiences of the internship and, and some of the skill sets that come out of it. You know, the, the, the final piece of the puzzle here is uh, I'm a senior at a PTM program. I'm getting ready to graduate. You know, what are some of the things I can expect as a student getting ready to graduate from a PTM program entering the industry? What's uh, for, for the PTM programs? What, what are you really hoping that, that you've brought that individual to? What point have you brought that individual to and what can they expect entering the industry? I think one is job opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> they, they get a lot of job offers. <laughs> like what Scott was saying, I mean, you got, you've got a lot of opportunities out there. And so, um, you know, I think that it's kind of the same thing as the internships. It's like you've had your experiences and it's finding the right fit. 
um, because I don't think it's going to be that, you know, you're not going to ever have a job offer um, into the tennis industry coming out of a, a PTM program, because I think you're, you're ready for that. Now, if you're trying to get a director's job right out of school, that's, that's tough to do. And, um, you know, I think that's a little unrealistic and, um, but, you know, finding the right place where you can move up and they'll teach you and, and then eventually you can kind of take one of those bigger roles on. Um, but again, I think that the job opportunities will always be there. It's just finding the right fit in the place that you can grow and, and still improve throughout because you're, you're going to be ready. Um, but you still have so much to learn. You know, I'm still learning. Um, I think we're all still learning. Um, and, and if you think that you know it all right out of, right, right out of college, um, I, I don't know everything, so I can't teach you everything. I'll just tell you that. But, but we can get you ready, ready for, the, for uh, you know, that, that first job. And I think you'll kill it and you're going to do a great job. But just find a place where you can move up. Yeah, I think the, you know, when you're looking for that job, I mean, you know, over the last year, I've met with a lot of our PTM students and, and the, especially the seniors individually talking about what they were going to be looking for and, and helping guide them to the right situation. And I, I think the, the two things that the PTM programs can provide so well to the PTM students that they may not get if they, if they don't have that experience and then enter the industry is one, the networking. You know, we've worked with these facilities. We've worked with these people in the industry so much. Adam, myself, you know, Derek, you know, the other PTM directors, um, and, and we've exposed them to a lot of those individuals. You know, a lot of times people end up getting jobs to someone who came and presented at the program two years ago, or, or, or they went and did an internship there. So I think it's the networking opportunities, you know, both with um, the people in the industry that, that our PTM programs work with, with the alumni that are already out there in the industry. Um, and then I think the second thing is just you know, because Adams had so much experience in different areas of the, of the industry, myself, you know, that we can help kind of hopefully advise them in avoiding some of the pitfalls. Just as Adam said, you know, tennis is such a lifelong learning experience and they're going to need to continue doing education, you know, continuing education their entire career. You know, I mean, I'm 50 years old and I'm actually, you know, almost finished with my doctorate now. Uh, and I'm actually, you know, doing some other certifications. And I, I think that's kind of the whole thing is, is just helping them understand what to expect going forward. Um, you know, I had a conversation with several of our students, you know, as I was saying that one-on-one -on -one and, you know, I asked them, well, what part of tennis do you want to be in? And every one of them says high performance. I want to work with high performance players. You know, that's all they say. And once I kind of put them through the spiel, I put them through and question them. And, and, you know, about 20 minutes later, they're like, okay, yeah, let me think of a different area I want to be in, you know, because, of course, everybody wants to work with it, but they don't realize the whole, everything you have to deal with in dealing with high-performance players, and, you know, and, and everybody, you know, everybody, as, as Adam said, they kind of have some false conceptions out there of different things, and I think that's what the PTM programs do a very, very good job of, is helping reel them back in and, and, and really understanding what to expect starting out in their career. And, and that's the, the, I think the, the biggest point that, that we can really hit home in, in terms of the, the, the value of the PTM programs are really just how prepared these young individuals are for, for really setting them up for success and, and having that, that background that they, they, they know that they can always lean back on, on you, Scott, on you, Adam, as resources and, and support as they're navigating through that. Whereas, 
you know, an individual that may not have, have, have taken that route to enter the industry, a lot of times they're going at it alone and, and trying to navigate through that. And that's it, the, the programs do so much at setting those individuals up for success. Uh, coming to towards the, the, the end here, gentlemen, one of the questions that I do have here is we, we're going to have obviously a lot of uh, teaching professionals that are listening to this podcast. Uh, just want to open it up kind of to, to both of you on this. What would you like to say to, to a coach at, at, at a club or a program that, that's working with a lot of juniors that are potential next generation coaches. Um, what are some of the things that they can speak to their, their young players about the PTM program and kind of just in, uh, setting that seed and planting that seed on, Hey, have you ever thought about a tennis teaching career and the PTM programs? I, I, while you were asking that question, I was kind of thinking of something, Brian. And, and uh, so I might be a little off topic, but this is one of the things that I, um, I think about a lot is that so if I was not a, a PTM director um, and I was just a club, I mean, a club pro and, um, you know, how would I go about kind of steering somebody to a PTM program? And I think that, you know, you're, you're kind of looking for, I think we all have it when we're at, when we're at a club, we're a club pro and we see that kid with that, that personality, you know, like they've got that personality that, you know, I, I just know that that, would, that kid would be good at teaching tennis, you know, male, female, it doesn't matter. But like, it's, you know, that, that individual would be great at teaching tennis. They, they help out with junior program or like the 10 and under program as a volunteer. And you just see the way that they interact with people and, you know, oh my gosh, they're, they're so personable and everything. Like they would just be amazing. I think that, you know, those are the, those are the kind of people that you want to kind of come back to your club to maybe replace you or to maybe be an employee of you, right? You know what I mean? Or be an employee at the club. And so I think that those, those people that you, you know, hire as helpers and, and everything, those are the people that you want to send to a PTM program because you're going to send them to college anyway. Why not have them come back and, and work for you in the summer? you know, or work for you after they're done with their four years. And um, they don't have to be, like as Scott was saying earlier, they don't have to be an amazing player right out of high school. And I think that that's one of the myths is that, oh, you, you have to have played at such a high level to be a good coach. And, you know, that's just not, that's just not true. You know, I think if you're passionate, if you're, if you're knowledgeable um, and, and you just care, you know, and, and you can really, um, you can change some people's lives and, and be very influential in their tennis. And so I think it's those, those people you, you see, you know, you see them in your junior lessons, you see them volunteering, you see them help coach. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of pros, I think, take those, those individuals under their wing. Um, but those are the kids that, that we want, you know, coming through the program. I mean, we obviously, we want everybody with about tennis and passion about teaching tennis. Um, but I think there's a lot of those, those coaches that do that. Um, and they could be sending, those those kids to us and they do um but that that's i wish i would have done that more before i was a a, a director i just you know didn't didn't even think about it and i was hiring all these people to help but it, it would have been smart of me to to actually do that so scott if you want to add on that yeah i think um you know there's there's still a conception a, a conception out there you know if you think back to um like one of the statistics is that you know 60 percent of the certified pros in this country are over the age of 50, you know, um, because we grew up in tennis's heyday, so to say, in the 70s and 80s. You know, I'm one of those. I'm on the young end, but I'm one of those. Um, and so, you know, there was a conception of back then that, 
you know, you didn't need the education. You just went out and you just started teaching. If you were a player, you taught, and that's how you became a tennis pro. And so I think there's a, con, uh, a misconception out there in the, in the uh, industry that, you know, oh, you can just go to college somewhere and then you can just get a job teaching tennis and it's a, you know, uh, a less expensive, easier way to go. But as we all know, you know, the three of us, I mean, gosh, I would love to know what the count is of continuing education and certifications that we've all done in our careers. I mean, that would be in the, you know, thousands uh, as far as that. And I guess people don't realize that, you know, it's just like in our industry, there's so many people who think they don't need to be certified that, you know, I'm just going to take a basket. I'm going to go to these courts. I'm just going to start teaching. And they don't, you know, they don't realize that, you know, there's so much more you really need to know and understand behind it. And I think, um, you know, it, we're dealing with high school students who are trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives. And I think one of the things that we struggle with is tennis is always, it's never somebody's first choice when they're in ninth or 10th or 11th or 12th grade. Uh, you know, I'm going, I'm going to go into business and okay, well that didn't work out. Well, I can teach tennis now. And, and I think that it's affected our industry some. I, I think the fact that, you know, we need to build a love of tennis and that you can form a career in it uh, when they're kids. And that's up to all of us who, who deal with college students, you know, who deal with, uh, with junior tennis players that are going to become college students. Um, you know, and I think it's something that we as an industry have got to get better at. You know, if we want our industry to get better, uh, then we've got to create a love for the industry or for tennis in our juniors and, and that they can make a career out of it. So. Yeah. And, and that's really the future. And, and, and that's why this is, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning, such an important podcast because the, the, the job that both of you are doing as well as all the other PTM directors, you know, across the country, I mean, this is the, you know, you're working with the future of our sport and, and, and the potential growth of our sport. So it's, it's just a, a, you know, a big thank you to the job that both of you are doing as well as all the PTM directors. Uh, and, and it really leads just into our kind of our, our final question here, which is, you know, there's so much, and, and Scott, you've, you've already talked about, you know, we're, we're in an aging industry right now, and we're going to have a large percentage of, percentage of our coaches that are going to be retiring in the next five years. Uh, what is your outlook for the PTM programs in, in the next five years? Um, what, how are the PTM programs going to evolve? What exciting features can you kind of let us in on, on, on what might be in store? But um, yeah, really, what, how do you envision the PTM programs evolving in the next five years? You know, I, obviously with the changes coming to the industry, uh, with the, you know, the level one, the level two, the level three, level four, uh, the certification process is getting ready to have a significant change. Um, I, I think that's going to affect our industry uh, pretty significantly. And I think the education part of it uh, from both the um, uh, the USTA, the PTR, certifying organizations, our PTM programs, it's going to definitely change everything. You know, we actually just changed our curriculum at Methodist. Uh, fortunately, I was able to get that approved right before we had the whole COVID situation and COVID break. So starting this fall, we're actually uh, implementing our new curriculum, which is based on those changes that are coming. And, you know, I, what, one of the things we've done is we, with the level one instructor certification, that is now equivalent to our minor in PTM. Uh, and then the actual level two full certification is equal to our concentration in PTM. Uh, and then we actually, as part of that concentration, we're actually getting them to move towards level three 
uh, in picking a specialty as well as part of that concentration. So, you know, we're not just doing that for the actual college students that are going to school for an undergraduate degree at Methodist. We also offer a certificate program, an instructor certificate and a professional certificate. And then starting in 2021, we're actually going to do an online program. Uh, so that way, if someone has graduated college in Arkansas or Texas or, or wherever, and now they're in the industry, they can actually do the certificate through our PTM program on an online basis uh, as well. So I think, you know, those are kind of the things that I'm excited about that we're doing. And I think what we're going to see, I know, um, you know, Jorge up there at Hope, you know, he and I were talking, you know, we kind of feel that about 30% of the deliverers of tennis in this country are that instructor level. And I think that number is only going to rise with this change of what we're doing in the industry. Um, and, and they really need help. I mean, uh, you're talking about a high school coach. You're talking about a CTA volunteer. You're talking about somebody who maybe has a full-time job and they're just teaching tennis in the summers to help with camp. You know, we really need to help educate them and get them to understand how to do it a little bit better. And so I think there's a huge opportunity there for that. Uh, in addition to, you know, the full certified tennis pro uh, route. And, and so that's what we're doing. And, and I think that, uh, those are kind of the changes I think are going to be coming in the industry more. Yeah, I think, I mean, spot on. I mean, with all the changes that are, that are going to be happening in the next, uh, in the next few months, um, in the next year, uh, you know, ours, our curriculum, we're still young, you know, we're a young program and we're going into uh, this fall will be our third year. Um, so we've gone from one student starting out to then we've gradually gotten bigger and now we'll be up to 11. Um, so it's getting bigger, which is which is great. I mean, we're nowhere near, you know, Ferris or Methodist, but um, we're gaining traction and we're ever evolving because, I mean, with with the growing numbers that we have too, we have to kind of change. Um, we, we, st we don't want to... Um, I guess give the give the students any less of an experience, right? So that that requires more time. Uh, you know, we might have to you know add an employee or or something like that. But we want to make sure that they get the same experience as if they were that one student coming through, or if they're the you know the fiftieth, if if we ever get that big. But um, you know, and I think one of the other things that uh, is is happening as well is, and we've been in talks with with you, Brian, and and um, I know I know Scott's been talking to you as well, and and Dan um, is pickleball. You know, incorporating pickleball in too, because you know a lot of a lot of the internships that we're seeing them going on is it's there's pickleball, there's platform, there's so just different variations of of you know paddle and racket sports. Um, you need to be, you need to know a little bit about everything. You kind of need to be a jack of all trades. You know, you need to know how to score. You need to know how to run a lesson um, on those different surfaces, on those different, um, the different games and, and different sports. Because I, I think that that is, especially with like what, what Scott was saying with um, everybody kind of maybe retiring and kind of getting out of there. I mean, we're already seeing a boom in pickleball. And so all these, all these people that have played tennis, um, you know, could be going over to play pickleball more in the next 10 years, you know? And so you might, you're going to need that certification as well. And you're going to need to know how to run classes that way. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things we're doing as part of our concentration, they're actually going to uh, take a course where they learn about the other departments at a club. Uh, food and beverage, uh, they actually are going to become a certified pool operator uh, as part of that course, you know, because, you know, a lot of clubs and, and you know, 
who knows what the economy is going to do over the next year, year and a half with everything from this. But, you know, we've seen just in the last 10 or 15 years that if you're a tennis director that can also run the pool or you're a tennis director that can also do fitness, you have a much better chance of keeping your job or getting a job over someone that all they can do is go on a court and teach lessons. Um, you know, it, it's, it's such a changing industry, I think, as we go forward. And, and the more skills you have, uh, uh, the better you're going to be. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, we have, um, you know, I, we, we haven't done that. You know, we haven't had the, the pool operator, you know, certification yet or anything like that. But I think that's fantastic because the more things that you said, exactly like what you said, the more things that you can do, and the more things that you can put on your resume when you're coming out as a senior and you have all of these experiences, I mean, you just make yourself marketable. And so, you know, the more, the more things that we can do like that. And, and like I said, we're always trying to, to change and get ideas. And Scott and I have sat down and we've had plenty of conversations and with, with, I mean, obviously between us, with Derek, with Jorge, everything, just trying to get everybody involved to see what everybody else is doing. Because I mean, we, we just all want to grow tennis together. It's not about, you know, that it's hope versus Methodist versus Ferris versus whatever. It's, it's, if, if somebody can't afford hope or, and they live in Michigan, I'll, I'll send them to Ferris. You know, if, if they didn't like the way that, that they wanted a D3 feel and they, they didn't like hope, Hey, go check out Methodist, their PTM program, right? It, as long as we're keeping people in the tennis industry and growing together and, and making these, PTM students more marketable like that. I think we're, we're doing exactly what we should be doing as directors. Absolutely. I mean, the, uh, just listening to, to, to both of you talk and, and, and hearing the passion that's coming out. I mean, the, the future is exciting. Um, there's going to be some, some, some great things coming. And, you know, the, the point that, that you made right, right at the end there, Adam, really stood out as well is just, you know, there, there really isn't a barrier of entry for the, these young, young coaches that are coming into the PTM programs, regardless of their geographic location. There's a PTM program that's going to fit their needs and, and suit their, you know, depending on the type of weather, environment, climate they want, they want to be involved with. You know, there's enough of the PTM programs that where they're going to find the right fit for them. And, and they're going to come out of this, uh, you know, with a very successful career ahead of them. So, Really exciting stuff here, guys. I can't tell you again how much we appreciate you, you taking the time to talk through this. Again, I, I mentioned at the beginning, but I can't say it enough. This is such an important part of, of our sport and, and where the sport is going in the future. So we, we thank both of you for the job that, that both of you are doing at the programs and seeing the pro programs th flourish and, and, and where they're going to be going in the future. So we're just excited for it. And, and again, appreciate the time that both of you have taken tonight to, to spend with us. Well, thank, thank you. The future of our sport definitely looks bright with the opportunities that the PTM programs provide. We hope you enjoyed today's episode, and we look forward to having all of you back on the next episode of PTR's Coach's Corner.